Uh, hi, this is Don Marrero. Yes, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Listen up, kids. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Joe Zimmerman. I like to read. I try to read a lot. Very rarely does reading translate to comedy. Most of my comedy comes from life experiences. But in that one instance, I came across this uh, Andrew Jackson article. It's just so crazy that he was such a such an insane person and president for eight years. We'll hear more from Joe in just a bit. Here's what's happening. Some of you may have been expecting the top ten songs of the millennium to be uh, appearing in this spot here, but we had a little issue. Uh, we realized it's, it's going to take a little longer to record that than we realized, so that's going to be next week's episode, hopefully episode 251, and it's going to be the top 12 songs of the millennium because Fangirl and I can't whittle down our list. But anyway, um, we'll hear more from Joe Zimmerman in a bit, like I said, and before that, um, here's the other deal. Uh, this is being recorded uh, two days before this episode drops. It's uh, on a Friday. It is my uh, 50th birthday. And I mentioned it only because I've decided to be lazy and I'm going to play a couple of uh, what we'll call classic dumb bits. These are from the Gary Burbank show. We played one from uh, Gary's show last week. Uh, these are circa 1996. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to play just yet until I actually put the episode together. But this will be a couple of bits from the Gary Burbank show. They are probably dated and deal with things that we don't um, actually deal with anymore in modern American society. But it was a fun fun time working on Gary's show. A great time in my life. And... Um, so I thought that'd be a good uh, thing to play for the dumb bit. So here you go. <laughs> Thank you to the Bob and Ray Orchestra. Boogie woogie with your pets now. <laughs> I like to be a little risque sometimes. Okay, boys, take five. Take five! Thank you. I am Lars Peavy from the Broadbank Burbcasting Corporation. Welcome back to the program. My guest today is Mr. Ralph Horman, who has developed a new diet called the Low Food Diet. Welcome, Mr. Horman. Thank you, Lars. It's a pleasure to be here. Mr. Horman, you claim your diet is the next wave in weight loss. How so? Well, Lars, people have been trying to get a handle on weight loss for years. First, we were told it was calories, so everything was low-calorie. That's right. Then we're told, no, it's fat. It's the fat, so everything then was low-fat. Then it was weight, weight. We were wrong. It's the cholesterol. And then they said, no, stop, stop. What are you doing with that low fat and the low cholesterol? It's the carbs for crying out loud. That sounds like everything that's in food, doesn't it? Well, not quite. Protein is the last thing standing. Protein. But I'm not waiting for them to take that away from us. I'm jumping the gun, as it were. I've rolled them all into one and have introduced the low food diet. Low food. I recommend ingesting only food that has no calories, no fat, no cholesterol, no carbs, and no protein. 
Well, what has none of those? Well, there's water, and that's about it. Water. You want people to subsist only on water? Well, it's very effective. Look at me. I've lost over 50 pounds. Don't I look great? Well, you're bald, pale, and you have a weird glaze on your, in your eyes there. Well, I do get a little dizzy from time to time, and I did used to have a full head of hair, but I'm thin, and that's uh, all the thanks to a diet low in calories, fat, carbs, protein, and, uh, uh... Cholesterol. Yes, that's it. Thank you. I have to say, uh, you look like a corpse. But I'm thin, Lars, and that's what counts. I can always get hair plugs... Go to a tanning salon. Uh, what else is wrong with me? The dizziness. Who said that? Me. I'm right here beside you. Oh, yeah. Mr. Horman, if you ask me, this diet sounds dangerous, and it's irresponsible of you to promote it. Just who do you think is going to buy your book and follow this regimen? Desperate people, Lars. The backbone of the diet industry. Well, I think you're a charlatan, and you're endangering not only your health, but the health of others. But look, Lars, it's like I said, I'm thin, and that's all that matters. And I do feel great. Why? <sighs> Mr. Horman? Oh, dear. Mr. Horman? I'm okay. Just get me a drink of water. Can we uh, get some water for Mr. Horman, please? Uh, thank you. Well, we're just about out of time anyway. Uh, this is Lars Peavy. Join me next time. My guest will be Eugene P. Turnigan, an expert on avoiding prosecution. Here's a clip. Lars, I'm not going to be able to make it in today for the interview. You that? I was arrested for having an illegal air freshener hanging from my rearview window. Uh, how could you have an illegal air freshener? Well... They said it was a handicapped parking card. I'm not handicapped, and they wouldn't listen to me. Well, uh, and you say it was an air freshener? Well, yes. Well, you're supposed to be an expert on avoiding prosecution. Yeah, think I'll get me a lawyer. All right, that won't be next time. Uh, there may not be a next show, but stay tuned for the show following the next show. I am Lars Peavy, and good day. Hello? Hey, Mike. Ugh, do I sound like Mike? This is the third time you called. There is no Mike here. Mike. Idiot. Tired of phone calls from stupid people? Sign up for new Caller IQ. Caller IQ automatically displays the IQ of the person calling so you can decide if they're worth talking to. Man, that girl at the club last night was hot. I wonder if she'd want to go bowling. K. Pick up, you little hottie. Hello? Pick up. Caller IQ. It's the smart... Hey, Mike. <sighs> it's the smart choice. This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. And this just in, go to any of our Home Shirts websites, use the code COMEHOME, all one word, and receive 20% off for a limited time. Now, on with the show.
Joe Zimmerman is a stand-up comedian originally from Morgantown, West Virginia. Salute. Uh, he's a very clever guy, and you may have seen him on your television box uh, somewhere on one of the late-night talk shows, or maybe you've seen him uh, in your local town headlining the local comedy club. Here now is our interview with Joe Zimmerman. Now you are uh, you are southern. You are originally from uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. I understand. Uh, that's right. It's funny because I didn't know that I grew up in the South, but everybody says that's in the South, so I guess it is. Well, I'm from Cleveland, but I live in Cincinnati now, and we are right on the cusp of the South. So uh, we get that. Yeah, on, yeah. Exactly. Yep. So it's it's kind of a strange bit of the South to be in. Although in the Civil War. Uh, y'all came and joined the North, essentially, leaving the rest of Virginia, so maybe you Exactly. I've always thought we were in the North. We, we, when we grew up, we kind of, we kind of taught, we were kind of taught growing up that we were part of the North, so, uh, it's always been confusing. Yep. I'll buy that. I'll, I'll take West Virginia as part of the North. Um. But, you know, no, I mean, everybody says it's in the South, so, I mean, uh, it's really, it's really divided. Yeah. It uh, it gets a bum rap, I think, uh, a lot as well. <clears throat> yeah, um, it does. It does. Uh, we, but uh, you know, I, I just grew up. I grew up on the side of a mountain. You know, uh, in a nice, quiet neighborhood called South Park. Uh, I was watching, so I grew up watching The Simpsons, living in South Park. There you go. And uh, so, what did your folks do? They are both professors, one music, one writing. So um, I figured in Morgantown. What's that? I figured in Morgantown they might have some ties to the university there. Yeah, my mom taught music at West Virginia University, um, so got to grow up with the, uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit on campus, which was nice. Uh, I was there once to see a concert, like in 19, I'm going to say 90. I saw Aztec Camera and uh, Edie Brickle and New Bohemians, I believe it was. I think Aztec Camera was actually the opening act, yeah. So. Oh, cool. Do you remember which venue? I do not. It was a smaller one, and gosh, I can't remember. My buddy Tony and I drove down from Pittsburgh, where I was living. At... I wonder if it was 123 Pleasant Street. Uh, it, was a, it was an on-campus uh, one. It was put on by the okay. university. Yeah, some university organization put it on. That much I remember. And uh, a, a gal I worked with, actually, her uh, her best friend's ex-husband was the guitarist in Aztec Camera. So she ended up coming along, too, or we met them there, her and her husband there. That was a, it was a strange one. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't actually don't know Aztec Camera. I'm not, I must not be very cool. Uh, you're not as old as me. I think it's the problem. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a new wave daddy from way back. You're. Uh, I want to check out. I want to check out Aztec Camera. They are, they are off of Scotland, and uh, well, you know Edie Brickell and New Bohemians. They were the. Yeah. Uh, although I think Aztec Camera globally has probably sold more records than Edie Brickell. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, so you grew up in West Virginia, did, so, and your mom's a music teacher. What do you get an, uh, an affinity for music as well? Or are you interested in comedy early on? How does how does that come about? Um, uh, uh, I, I took up, 
guitar at a young age. Okay. And I enjoyed playing guitar as a teenager. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess as I, as I, I guess I wrote some serious songs and some funny songs, just kind of, uh, uh, amateur songs, but, um, I guess I had more, I guess I had better reactions to the funny songs. So I, you know, very slowly over time had it more and more toward comedy, but. Uh, there was nothing, nothing indicating comedy in my childhood. So, did you uh, consider moving in a direction of like a Nick Thune or a Henry Phillips, or did you at some point say, "I'm just going to go straight for the comedy and and separate the music from it"? Um, by the time I started comedy, I was really not. I really hadn't been doing music for a while, so oh, okay. I never really, I never really thought about doing the. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I kept. I tried when I when I did try comedy. I I tried experimenting with guitar early on, and just decided that um, it was better leaving that as a separate thing. So you you started doing comedy in North Carolina. Were you going to school there? I went to yeah. I went to Davidson College uh, near Charlotte. Okay. And what was the uh, career path while you were there? Was or was there one? Well, I was an English major, so I liked writing. But honestly, I was there playing. Um, I was playing on the golf team, so I was playing. Ah. Uh, I was I was playing golf. I was an English major, and uh, yeah, I wanted to be a pro. I wanted to be a golf pro. So, so um, as I as as. Uh, the realization slowly hit me that I wasn't going to make the, uh, the PGA Tour. I, I decided I wanted to try something creative, um, transitioning out of college. Aha. Uh-huh. So this answers another question of mine then. On your podcast, Universe City, uh, the two PhDs and the NCA athlete, I think we now know who the athlete was. Is that... That's right. Okay. Division one. Yeah. Although don't, don't feel so bad, though, because... Um, I just got Universe City. It took me a few minutes to get that. <laughs> because uh, because my major is in broadcasting and it's from Bowling Green. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's why it took me so long. Um, so <laughs> your, uh, your comedy, I guess you could say, you're probably going to hate hearing this because when you say this to people, they kind of like bristle, but uh, some people do. But your comedy is, is pretty smart, I would, I would say. Uh, it, it well, does, thank you. Uh, like the bit about uh, Andrew Jackson, uh, are you just interested in history and happen to recall that, or were you just reading it at some point and just thought you had some funny thoughts about it? I'm curious how, how a bit like that kind of comes about because you don't really hear, you know, a lot of Andrew Jackson jokes uh, <laughs> or funny ones for uh, that matter. Yeah, I like to read. Um, I like to read. I try to read a lot. Very rarely does reading translate. The comedy, most of my comedy comes from life experiences. Um, but in that one instance, I came across this uh, Andrew Jackson article, and he was so crazy that immediately, it's, it's just so crazy that he was such, a, such an insane person and the president for eight years. 
so it immediately made me want to uh, want to talk about him on stage and see if there was a way to to do comedy about him. <clears throat> and I sort of made it. I sort of used the device to make it work by um, using the premise that I would like to see a movie about him instead of Lincoln, and then sort of. Um, painting the picture that way. You know, with the success of Hamilton and your musical background, you could probably get a musical about Andrew Jackson sorted. Uh, I would love, yeah, I would love to do that. I, I don't have any, <laughs> I think, I think I'll work on the, uh, I think I'll work on the movie script before I'll work on the musical. <laughs> that does seem like it would be easier. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so you have a wide range of interests outside of comedy. It seems. Uh, do you still follow sports and and things like that, or uh, are you more focused just on the comedy? Yeah. Well, sports is kind of my, um, uh, I, almost my guilty pleasure. When I'm relaxing, I just turn on turn on Sports Center. I follow the NBA closely because. I've always had a fan, you know, I've always had basketball fantasies. And, um, and on top of that, Steph Curry, uh, who's now the most famous player in basketball, uh, pretty much, um, went to Davidson College, which is a small oh. 1600, 1600 student college. So the fact that, that he went to my college, uh, makes me really be, uh, obsessed with following what he's up to. That makes sense. So the Warriors are obviously your NBA team. Yeah, uh, they are They are as long as he's on the team, yeah. And who do you follow in the other sports? Um, uh, I've always rooted for the uh, Cleveland Indians. Yes, my team. Um, yeah, I grew up on uh, I grew up on Joe Carter well, and, then, uh, and then, and uh, then, and then that Jim Tomey, Albert Bell, yeah. Oh man, great years. Uh, uh, I grew up on that team. Listened to him on the radio. There you go. Um, Joe Tate, Herb Score. What's that? Joe Tate and Herb Score calling the action, and then later Tom exactly, Hamilton. Man. Yeah. I love the. Uh, I love hearing those games on the radio. Something about it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I, I still say I'm prejudiced then, that uh, I think we still have the best play-by-play play guy. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. It. I still think we have the best play-by-play play guy in Tom Hamilton. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, I, rec- I mean, I, do, I I agree. I recommend to people, especially to you. There, there's actually a Facebook page called Tom Hamilton has the best home run call in baseball, and uh, I even got my uh, my friend Jimmy Pardo, the a Chicago White Sox fan, turned <laughs> onto it. And uh, I defy anyone oh, out there. Really? I defy anyone out there to find anyone. And we've got a guy here, Marty Brenham in Cincinnati, who's great. And I love Marty. I've met Marty. But I'm sorry, Tom Hamilton is. I dare you to find anybody with a more fierce home run call than Tom Hamilton. Well, well are there are there clips of it on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Where it, do I hear it? Just go to yeah. Facebook and type in uh, Tom Hamilton has the best home run call in baseball. And daily, this guy posts uh, a home run call from the. Indians. There's a great one last year of Nick Swisher doing a walk-off home run. Uh, I think to beat the Rangers, maybe it was. Yes, any one of them is good. Just go to that page. 
and they're all there. And I think they are also posted to YouTube, so. Oh, awesome. Yeah, but again, we digress. I was saying, who do you follow in the other sports? Do you follow hockey or soccer uh, or pro football? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if this is going to uh, sound like I'm going to pump up any, but, well, <laughs> this isn't going to excite too many people, but I follow golf and uh Rory McIlroy, I, I root for Rory McIlroy from Northern Ireland. Okay, yeah, a lot of people follow golf. Yeah, that's not unusual. Um, I love Rory McIlroy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I would say basketball, baseball, Indian, golf, and then college sports, I root for WVU, of course. Uh, yes. When I'm not rooting for Davidson, I root for uh, West Virginia. We had a pretty good basketball football team this past year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. And uh, getting back to the university podcast, I guess you have a big interest in science and and things of that nature. I do, yeah. In the last two years, the last three years, I started, you know, I've always been kind of um, fascinated by outer space and, you know, who is it? But I love the, uh, I just love getting into the whole universe and, um, what's going on out there and how things work. So I, I was reading more and more science articles, and I'm not, in it, uh, I'm not very smart with science. I just like um, asking. I just like learning about it. So yeah, I was having these, I was having these fun conversations with my two comedian friends who have science backgrounds, and uh, I just uh, decided to uh, get a podcast going so we could just talk once a week and. Uh, and that was that's been a lot of fun. And uh, space science has been particularly exciting as of late, uh, with all the discoveries they've made in the past year, year and a half, with all these you know planets outside of our solar system, and even the stuff we've discovered within the solar system. Yeah, right. We got well, we got uh, exactly. Now they think they're they're way more Earth-like planets than yep. previously thought. Twenty possibly twenty billion Earth-like planets um, in the Milky Way. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then we got that mystery planet floating around there, uh, near the Oort cloud, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, it'd be funny to go from nine planets to eight and then back to nine. That would be cool. <laughs> well, they predicted the, the existence of that for years because they used to say that Pluto didn't have enough gravitational pull to make Nep Neptune or Uranus wobble the way they do. So they figured there had to be something else out there just you know, by using calculations, not even by observation. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they still don't know if it's a planet or just some big old clump of asteroids or whatever. Oh, that's but right, yeah. It looks, like it, looks, it looks like it might be a planet. So on the podcast, do you uh, try to focus in more on stuff that you're interested in specifically, or just things that maybe you didn't know you might be interested in? Um, a little bit of both. We try to find um, we try to find an interesting uh, study that's come out recently. Oh, um, so for instance, when they uh, so when the when the when the thing made news about LIGO detecting gravitational waves um, from the black hole, uh, of course they published a paper on that, and we uh, and we just sort of discussed that whole thing. 
Um, so we go with whatever we try to go with whatever um, has recently been published that is really interesting. Whatever the big news of the day is, scientifically speaking. Yeah, and uh, every now and then we'll go with an old old paper that's still relevant. Like uh, I love uh, I love getting into anything Isaac Newton okay. or Einstein. Anything Isaac Newton or Einstein. Uh, I love uh, I love getting into that stuff. All those guys are fascinating. Uh, Copernicus, uh, Tesla, you know, all those guys. It's just uh, yeah. Exactly. Galileo. Right? Yeah, I mean, all those guys did science and had to go to jail for it. I know, right? <laughs> There's a guy, uh, Stuart Huff, uh, who does a, has a whole hour built around that kind of stuff, that uh, people not taking the truth very well. And uh, one of the ex- many examples he uses from going from B.C. all the way up to today, uh, Galileo figures in there prominently, of course, because, yeah, he... He told the truth, and his reward was getting stuck in the docket in the town square until he apologized. Oh, Stuart Huff does an hour on that. Yeah, he, it's uh, the hour he's doing currently is about what he calls people uh, how historically man has not reacted well to truth. Is basically what it. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it sounds like it'd be straight in your basket, uh, you know, giving your giving your interest and stuff. So. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Has he put anything out yet, or is he just touring He's just, just touring around with it. In fact, he's uh, in Cincinnati, oh. where I am this uh, this weekend, as a matter of fact. But, he's, yeah, he's all over the place. Um, he's from down your neck right. of the woods. He's uh, from North Carolina. I think he still lives there, actually. Although, you probably don't... Yeah. Uh, I worked with him once uh, about five years ago. He's a great guy. I think he lives in Georgia. That's right. It, you're right, Athens. He lives in Athens. He's from North Carolina, but he lives in Athens. That's what it is. There you go. But you're a New York guy now, right? Five years, and, um, yeah, I love it there. There's uh, just a lot, a lot of opportunities, a lot going on. Uh, it's a very fast pace. So are you doing a lot of the uh, running around the city during the week and then hitting the road on, on the weekends? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much Thursday through Sunday, um, I'll do a club, uh, you know, I'll hit a different city, and then I'll be home, you know, Monday through Wednesday, typically. And being a, cause a natural, I mean, most comedians are naturally curious people, but you seem to, your curiosity is a bit uh, different. Do you, do you, when you're traveling to other towns, do you kind of like, like to explore and uh, see what the towns are about, or do you, you know, is it more kind of a stay in the yeah. hotel room guy? Yeah, um, I was just, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think. I was just in, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and I kicking myself because I was trying to get to the Rocket, uh, Space Museum. Oh, yeah. And I just didn't, I just didn't have enough time in town because I was just here for one night. But, um, so Minneapolis, I'm, I'm going to try to plan it out so that I can hit a, Hit something Friday and hit something Saturday during the day. Oh, there you go. My uh, my daughter's big dream, both of them, is to uh, visit the Mall of America because I've only been to Minneapolis actually uh, twice for an hour in their airport. Oh yeah. So, well, the that's... Mall of America is where I will be, and it is. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. It is enormous. It is. Although, again, mentioning my friend Jimmy Pardo, he says uh, he told me when I told him that about my daughters wanting to go there. He said, "Just have them walk around your mall ten times." Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's so massive. There are, I think the last time I was there, I counted four, there's three or four Starbucks just in that one mall. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, there has to be. <laughs> yeah. Be. Oh, and as a baseball fan, you know, I've heard this, I haven't seen it. They actually have home plate from the old Metropolitan Stadium uh, in the ground there somewhere. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's you can check that out. Oh, they don't have anything from when the Vikings played there. I don't think there's no like there's no goalpost stuck somewhere <laughs> in the back corner. But um, there's plenty of room for a goalpost. They should get one. I would think so from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, well, great man. It was good talking to you today. Appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully, we'll get you here in Cincinnati sometime soon. Have you ever been? I don't recall yeah. having seen you in the roster at any other uh, place. When I was uh, uh, when I was uh, when I was starting out. Um, well, when I was starting out on the road about six years ago, I um, middled for Tommy John again at Go Bananas. And it's oh, there a great you go. Club. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but yeah, I'd love to get back there. It's a fun club. Yes, very, very fun. Um, well, cool, man. Hope you get that uh, worked out. And uh, good luck up in Minneapolis. And um, continue, Thank you. Continue success with the podcast and all the other stuff you got going on. I appreciate that. Yeah, I also... Uh, I have one other thing coming up. I'm doing a uh, uh, Comedy Central book me for a um, a Snapchat web series uh, called Animal. So I'll be uh, I'll be doing fun animal facts. Oh, fun! For Comedy Central, uh, that should drop in uh, sometime in May or June. Doing right. animals. Cool. We'll be on the lookout for that as well. Then. Well, great, man. Uh, All good, right. good talking to you, and uh, good luck. Cool, thank you. Thanks for the thanks for the interview. All right, thanks, man. All right, bye. bye. Thanks again to Joe Zimmerman for being on the show. You can catch Joe May 12th through the 15th at the House of Comedy in Minneapolis, Minnesota. For all things Joe Zimmerman, go to ZimmermanComedy.com. That'll point you to his podcast and all uh, that other great stuff that Joe is up to. Again, clever guy. You should check him out. And uh, we're going to go right to the song of the week here. Um, like I said, next week we will hopefully be doing the top 12 songs of the millennium. Uh, Fangirl and I, were looking forward to uh, presenting that to you. But in the meantime, it's our friend Northern Faces, who we discovered last year at the Fashion Meets Music Festival in Columbus. Uh, we played last year uh, Cops Come, which was uh, not the single at the time. It should have been. Now they, I think, are pushing Cops Come as the single. But we're going to play another track called Back and Add It. And actually, this whole album is great. And it is, by the way, available in Freegal. Uh, for those of you who are, aren't in the know, Freegal is a service that uh, works with libraries, and you can get, like, free music. You're allowed, like, six downloads, and your library fees kind of pay for it. And I believe, and I was told by the uh, the guy that actually runs Freegal, that the bands do get paid. Now, how much they get paid, if it's the same as you buy it in iTunes, I'm not sure. I am I think it is. It depends on the band's contract. I assume most modern bands have probably signed contracts now that have electronic rights to them, so hopefully... Uh, Northern Face will be seeing some coin from this and uh, if not just go to iTunes and uh, just you know buy a song from there to be on the safe side anyway this is uh, our song of the week our friends from Albany New York Northern Face is back and at it PF's tape recorder so long and thanks for listening do you ever want to be alone do you never want to stop till it's gone cause you know I do yeah you know I do do you ever need to get released do you never stop till you feel the heat cause you know I do yeah, you know I do And I'm back in at it And I'm back in at it Staying back in at it And I'm 
Get free, live life and let it be Cause I'm back in that 